We all have a yearning for love, but relationships can be confusing and complicated. Dr. Tammy Balashevsky says it all starts from within. It starts with a journey to center. Here's your host for Journey to Center on Empower Radio, Dr. Tammy Balashevsky. Hello, my friend, my sweet thing, my darling. Thank you for allowing Empower Radio and me to be a part of your day. I'm so incredibly honored by your energetic presence. So, you know, some might say we live in a rather fractured world. And though this may be true, I have found as I've learned to become healed and whole unto myself, my world works. My life is magical. And though I witness the insanity around me, I'm centered, peaceful, solid, prosperous, and I feel so very, very blessed. And you know, I'm not special. I think each and every one of us has the ability to take responsibility for their own personal healing. And as this is done, the mirror of our lives can seemingly miraculously transform into an experience of joy, wonder, and ever-expanding love. What I've learned is if you're open to learning how to work with energy, so you're strengthened and enhanced rather than diminished and exhausted, you can become empowered. And if you're ready to take responsibility for your reality and experience a more miracle-filled life, I'm confident you're going to thoroughly enjoy and receive value from this conversation with my guest today, Michelle Welch. Michelle is the author of The Magic of Connection. She's also the owner of two Soultopia, and I guess three Soultopia metaphysical stores in Dallas, Texas, where she offers intuitive readings and healing sessions, in addition to teaching classes on crystals, tarot, energy work, and intuition. A reformed attorney, Michelle is still an active attorney licensed in the state of Texas and has lent her intuitive abilities to numerous court cases. So, Michelle, thank you for saying yes to a second show with us here on Journey to Center. Thank you for having me back. Yeah, I'm loving our conversation and just uh, looking forward to delving a little bit deeper into the magic that is Michelle. (laughs) Thank you so much. So we talked about a lot of really cool things last week, being an empath and how to care for ourselves as we navigate this crazy world. Something we didn't get into that I'm looking forward to getting into is um, cords. You say we all have cords with other people. And in the past, I've had some challenging relationships and I would imagine cutting the cords and putting a layer of light or a bubble of light around me to protect me and align me with my soul. But you say cutting the cords isn't necessarily the most effective way of becoming empowered and becoming an alchemist. Can you talk more about that? Right. So I can. Uh, first, I will just say, as an, because I'm an attorney, I do a lot of disclaiming, I've been told. So here's my <laughs> disclaimer. <laughs> Everybody's like, oh, here it comes. Here's your disclaimer. You know, I would say if some if that is working for someone, I would never say to them, don't do that. But what I found is that a lot of people would come in to see me and they would have had their, you know, they go to people or they would cut cords and they'd come back and they, they'd still be talking about that same issue. Or even I'd try, you know, I've had many court cases and people think, okay, that's cutting the cord. I'm done with that. And they would even do a visualization of I'm cutting this, um, cutting myself off from this 
situation or this person and cutting this cord. And all these clients would talk to me about it, but yet they're still talking about how much, let's use an example, you know, when they would drop their children off to, with their ex-husband or ex-wife, let's just let's say partner, um, ex-spouse partner, they, it's as so though that cord would just fire right back up. You know, the feelings were right back in there. So it just seemed like it wasn't working. Mm-hmm. And so what, I started just thinking about that. And for years, um, I finally just came to the conclusion. I just meditated a lot about it. And I thought, you know, if we are courted and if we and I go through the step by step in the book, like I would a, a lawsuit uh, or case, um, if we're all one then really we don't want to cut ourselves off and just cut and chop and get rid of everything. Instead, we want to heal. And I just advocate healing and visualizing healing between the cords. And and really, it's minding our own part of the energy, mm-hmm. minding managing our energy through the cord, not what the other person is doing. Uh, it's it's we don't focus on that. We focus on our energy. And because I say it never works and I, the cutting the cords and because we are all one. And there's it, that's to me a universal law and it's factual. And I go by that. And then if we if we focus on healing mm-hmm. as opposed to cutting and disconnecting and then it, it just seems to work more and people end up being happier mm-hmm. and, and not just disconnecting all the time. And so it, it, I propose it. And I, what I say to people is before they just say, Oh no, I'm not going to look at that. I'm not going to do that. This is what, you know, I'm just cutting cords is my thing. Just go through the book and give it a try. Mm-hmm. And I, it's really been well received uh, because it focuses more on healing and and love actually and forgiveness Mm. and i love what you're saying and perhaps i was doing that without realizing it because like you had said cutting the cords it didn't necessarily always work because i'd find this person that was trying to cut the cords with seeping back into my consciousness like oh god i'm thinking about him again and Mm -hmm. what i started to do instead was like god bless him on his path god bless me on mine god bless him on his path god bless me on mine and so i can think of him now and there's no more anger or angst or anything it's just like huh it's it's love now and it feels it just feels a lot better and i think it's been helpful yeah, so I don't think you were cutting cords. I, it sounds to me like you were, you were sending love. You were sending healing to that person, and it's maybe I, I say in the book it's not semantics. It's it's really not a matter of semantics, but maybe it is. I mean, and who who really cares? You know, I mean the the I mean words are powerful, so that in that sense it matters, I guess. But but the thing is, is that. You were sending love, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. that is what. And I give an example, um, or give two about uh, because, of course, the first thing people ask me is, "What do you mean? You, you know, you can't, you, you don't want to cut. What about I have to be courted to?" And they go to the worst possible example. You know, um, you, I have to be courted to a murderer or whatever. And I give an example of that. One of my very closest friends. Her son was um, uh, 
shot. Uh, a serial killer, a wannabe serial killer, came to their front door, rang the doorbell, and her 14-year-old son answered the door, and he was shot. And fast forward, and I talk about it in the book, and she has her own book. It's called um, Keep Searching for Blue Jays. It's a wonderful book by Barb Chevalier, and they are Barbara, and he lived and he went on a lot of, uh, you know, Dateline. It was around the time of the Virginia Tech shooting. And so it was very, it got a lot of attention, which you would think any shooting should get attention. But in our world, sadly, there's so many. But it did because it was around that time. And her son went on Dateline or some one of those, you know, some, I don't know, some radio, uh, some new, big news thing on TV and said, um, I forgive him. He needs consequences, but I forgive the shooter. Mm-hmm. And I get, and he, what he did to me is he sent healing. And it, I'm not just talking, it's not a book about forgiveness only, but it's talking about visualizing, uh, teaching us how to visualize the fact that even though we may not ever see, worst case scenario, maybe our abuser, Again, okay, um, somebody who's been abusive to us, we still are connected to them. We are still one with them in the big scheme of life. And and you know what? We aren't going to be controlled by them anymore, though, because we are going to heal ourselves. And that's what it's about. And that really is, I think, what empowers us. Um, and you, you talk about this forgiveness from a distance. And to me, this has been extremely helpful. You know, I don't have to have them in my life. God bless them on their path. But I'm staying connected to my power. And I know, I know this person came into my life that, quote unquote, caused me pain for my own spiritual healing, growth, ascension. Perhaps it's a karmic dance that's being cleaned up and cleared out. And I think we do get free by just accepting you know, when we get that emotional charge out and we come to that place of just, I guess, love. I, I, I guess so, you know, and and it's so, and, and you and I both said, it, empowering and empowerment at the same time. Um, that's where I think we have to go to truly be empowered as and back to the empath. And that's how the book kind of came together as being, kind of two books in one because it does talk about impasse a lot, but we talk about these connection cords of connection because they just sort of came together for me. It's like the empaths, um, the fact that we lean so much into energy, we kind of get ourselves in these situations where um, we were wanting to cut cords a lot. We were wanting to uh, not be with a lot of energy. Yeah. And we would look at energy sometimes as negative, not looking at things as positive. And so I really wanted to see how we could turn that around to, um, empower ourselves instead of always uh, running and hiding and, mm-hmm. uh, and, and turning things into, uh, how can we manage our energy instead of blaming, um, it on everyone else. And I'm not saying yes. You know, that we, again, I want to reiterate that we shouldn't have good boundaries. Of course we get should, but that's different. That is something different. Um, boundaries are a little bit different than what I'm talking about. I'm talking mm-hmm. about uh, visualizing healing. Mm. 
Yeah. And and I think that's what makes your book so powerful and empowering. And there's a lot of different ways that you approach this. And some people may pick it up and find certain things really resonate and others don't. But I feel like it's like shopping or going to a buffet. Try some different things. Try it on. Taste it. See if it works for you. If it doesn't, that's okay. Move on to the next thing. There's an abundance of options and opportunities. So I love that your book approaches it from so many different angles and directions and gives people so many different options. Thank you for saying that, because that's um, what I've come to in my life. That's the place I'm at now in my life is, you know, no one, I I don't want to convince anyone or try to convince anyone they have to do something the way I do it. Um, As a teacher of, you know, when I have a class, I always say, take what is useful Mm-hmm. that I say, and I'll take, you know, and I'll learn from you too. Um, in my classes, I'll learn from the people that are in my class and they can take, and, and I also say that about any guide we might work with, same thing. But if they're saying something that's not, or if I say something that doesn't quote unquote resonate, then boy, throw it out the window. You know, if it just, if it doesn't, <laughs> if there's something in my book, that's why I give a lot of different options. Some mm-hmm. people may not be interested in working with a candle, let's say. They just might not, that might not feel comfortable to them. And that is totally okay. Then you know what? They can use an affirmation. You know, just say, I am worthy. I am worthy. Mm-hmm. I am worthy. And that may be something that is just more palatable to them than working with you know, lighting a candle and doing a ceremony with a candle. And, but, and that's okay because each of us are just comfortable with different things and actually interested in different things at different times in our lives too. Absolutely. And I think we all have to find our own way. And your book, like I've written a couple of books, it's really about pointing people to their own inner wisdom, their own um, source of uh, power and love within them. You know, it's just pointing the way. And I love that you are a way shower in a really effective way. And again, just giving a lot of people a lot of options and tools and opportunities to become more fully empowered in their own lives. And I love how you talk about this, Michelle, become the superhero of your own life. Do you want to expand on that? I I would love to, you know, it's it's so interesting. I was, um, you know, when I was writing, I love the synchronicity, you know, I I, I guess when it happens, you know, you're just like, oh man. And as I was writing, I, I, I just kept thinking about the, the, the journey we go through and how, you know, it isn't, you know, it, it is cyclical, you know, and there's seasons in our lives that, that love rhythm and there are these seasons. And, and I thought about, uh, that we were on this journey, like this, the hero's journey of Joseph Campbell in our life, you know, and do we choose to, to accept, uh, the challenges that come to us? Do we choose to, to take the path or not? You know, we have the choice. And so I thought, you know, we're, that's when I decided that, that we are superheroes. We uh, we govern our lives. We have the power. We don't need to to give it away all the time to uh, everyone else. Uh, you know, and 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 that goes back to when I'm talking about impasse in the book. Uh, I want an impasse to know that they can choose 
to be the superheroes of their life um, because of that great compassion that empaths have they can choose they don't have to but they can choose to really be the ones in our world i think right now with that great compassion that they have for others and the love that they have for others that sometimes can be so painful mm-hmm. and feel like a burden but really and this may sound a little corny but it's i really believe this i believe they are the superheroes that we need in the world today and i believe mm-hmm. it's i believe it's the empaths because they really can feel the you know feel into the energy of everyone and so instead of running and hiding right now i believe those are the very people we need in our world right now the superheroes i agree and i think for each of us that say yes to our journey and becoming empowered, we do um, literally powerfully and effectively create um, transformation on our planet. Each one of us has more power than we think. And Michelle, this is something you wrote in your book and I just thought it was so beautiful. I underscored it and I typed it out and I have it next to me because I think it's such a beautiful message. My hope is that you will realize you're magical. Learn to embrace the heights of hope instead of bracing for the depths of despair. You have the power to change the world. Be the ripple that starts the wave. Put on your cape of compassion. Become the superhero this hurting world needs. Mm. I think that's so beautiful. And I think each and every one of us has more power than we can really consciously comprehend. I I. Totally agree with you. And, and, you know, for what we've been through, um, you know, this, this last year, if we would just think about e- if each one of us would just think about what you just read and each one of us just manage our energy first and then, you know, go out with that in mind, I really think the world would change. I, I really do believe that. And, you know, think about I was writing this book during the middle of of everything uh, this past year. Mm-hmm. And as I wrote, um, I just kept thinking, you know, su- such divisiveness. And, yes, I, I, I know there's some need for change in the world. You know, there's um, some need for uh, that. But at the same time, I, I see how um, we can do that with compassion and dignity and and love. What I found for me, Michelle, is I've cultivated compassion for my journey because it's been bumpy. It's been rough. And I've always wanted to be like, well, no, it wasn't that bad. But you know what? Some of it was really painful to have compassion from my own story has made me a more compassionate presence with others in the world. I think the most effective way to be compassionate is start with yourself, start Mm -hmm. with your own story and go, you know what? That wasn't easy and it was hard. And to have compassion for oneself and then relax into that space. And then we are more compassionate with whoever's in front of us and with just the state of the planet. I, I totally agree. And I think it's so, it's so uh, unfair to, to ourselves to try to act like something was not hard on us. Uh, you know, those bumpy times, mine were more than bumpy. Um, I have, you know, I have, actually sabotaged my life. You know, I have done self-sabotage. I, I have, there are times when I, I feel like I set myself up for, um, you know, a fall at times. Um, and 
I, I really did struggle. I, I, a lot of the things as an, and I will say as an empath, just feeling so many things in my life and not knowing what to do with it. I love how you said, you know, you, it's, you don't have to feel like you're a perfect person uh, and you didn't, uh, that it wasn't bumpy. Uh, because that's just, that would just be, at least for me, that would not be authentic. I have had a bumpy, I've had a bumpy road in life. I've had some really, really difficult times and there are times that I have struggled in my life. And it's, and I think that if I, I will say this, I, I really believe if parents and, um, and people would start realizing uh, about impasse, and I'm not blaming my parents or anything. I'm not going there. I'm just saying if they would start realizing how sensitive, how people who are, are highly sensitive do respond to things uh, and teach about that and teach them some tools, that it would make a life a little bit uh, easier in some ways for what we call an impasse. Mm, and I do like the thought and concept of grace and ease, gentleness, grace and ease. So because I'm sitting in front of you, Michelle, and I know you're psychic and, and wise, and I have so much respect for you and all that you have done and are doing, I'm very curious about your perspective. And we don't have a lot of time, but I think it's, it'll be interesting <laughs> to hear. Um, what do you think the coronavirus has been about? Do you have predictions for what's coming up? What do you have to share about that? Well, you know, it's interesting that I, I, I did, I, I gave a lot of, you know, uh, during, I don't know, two months ago, I, I said, I gave predictions on a, a show and they all, I said, you know, it's interesting that, that they haven't had me back on the show to check all those off because I said there would be a third shot um, and, and things like that, you know, things very specific that have come right. about and um, before the storming of the Capitol, things like that. And what, but now I've gotten more like what your question just was more just like pulling back in perspective. What mm -hmm. was it about? And you know what? I'm going to tell you, Tammy. Um, I don't know that I have the wisdom for it. I've pulled back and I've kind of gone. I, I think there's been a paradigm shift of some mm -hmm. sort that I'm not sure I understand yet. And so my answer to your question is, I am still learning from that. And, and as far as predictions, I think probably by um, the end of the summer, uh, things are clearing up. But that doesn't even seem like a prediction right now. And so I just don't I want to be really fair with your audience and fair with myself to just say right now, I'm in a really state of contemplation about and meditation about what is coming mm -hmm. and what we learned as opposed to... Um, you know, um, I, I, I really am just, I, I don't want to say I don't know. You're like, oh, well, that's great. The psychic's on my show and she's, but it's, <laughs> I just really, I just really um, feel like we've come through it. And mm -hmm. I feel like there was a lot that we will never know. That's what I, I want to say. I, a lot that there was to it that we will just never know. And that there was um, change that's supposed to happen. And I, I will just, we'll just have to wait and see because uh, I, and that's, that's what I have to say. It's just put me in a state of more um, 
humbleness and meditation at this point mm-hmm. and contemplation. Yeah. And I think that's a really empowered place to be. And something that I love that you said, uh, there's a paradigm shift that has occurred. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what needed to occur. And I think each of us are experiencing this from our own perspective and our own personal posture. And to create the the paradigm shift within ourselves, that's how we become the change we want to see. So um, I think you're accurate. I think you're right on. I think you're wise and wonderful. (laughs) <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, it's just, you know, it's and and I, I, I know that, you know, I've, I've, on other sh- shows and stuff, I've made all these predictions, but I think now we all just really need to. Um, and don't you think it's wonderful how people are now looking at their lives and they're saying, is this really what I want to do? Exactly. Is this really what mm-hmm. I want? I mean, really had a chance to reassess how our lives. Mm-hmm. What is it you really, really want? What matters the most? And, you know, reprioritize so that the things that are most important are at the top of the list. Yeah. And I think I think every I hope everyone will, you know, including myself, will take advantage of the opportunity we have to do that. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. Well, I wish I had you for longer and more. I'm going to have to get you back on the show because I truly enjoy um, this conversation with you. I think you're a magical being with a lot of wisdom to share. And now, Michelle, we just have a minute left. Can you tell people where they can find you? Maybe get an appointment with you. Maybe check out Soultopia if they're near Dallas or get a copy of uh, one of your books. Yes, thank you. So you can find me at michellewelch.com or mysoultopia.com. And our, we have stores in Dallas, in the Dallas area, but the book is available uh, through our store or Lou Ellen or um, Amazon. And all actually, I would encourage you a lot of the small bookstores um, have, you know, regular just bookstores in every town seems to carry my book right now, which I really appreciate. And I love supporting the small bookstores. And as far as appointments, you can just go online to michellewelch.com and make an appointment with me for energy healing or for readings. And uh, we can even do readings that are from the book. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Well, thank you, Michelle, for saying yes to this conversation for the interview last week. And thank you to my listeners for letting us be a part of your day. And just know that Michelle and me and my producer, Tony Faccini, we're all sending you blessings of grace, ease, peace, love, appreciation, affection, and ever-expanding love. God bless you. Take good, gentle care of you. Onward and upward. Bye for now. Bye for now.